1: Hello and welcome to World Weekly from the Financial Times. I'm Gideon Rachman. Today we're talking about, what else? Brexit. And specifically, the impending competition to be the financial centre of Europe. How far will Frankfurt and Paris now go to try to claim the business of the City of London? Joining me on the line to discuss this is our Paris correspondent, Michael Stoddard, and our Frankfurt correspondent, James Schotter. Michael, it's quite noticeable that in the aftermath of the British vote, The Paris authorities seem to move quite quickly to try to lure financial services businesses across the channel to Paris.
2: Well, they were well ahead of the curve, actually. Six months ago, they started thinking about this issue. And two weeks ago, they held a big conference in Paris where they unveiled their new slogan for stealing away business from London in the event of a Brexit And they're doing a huge lobbying effort for the government and sending a big message to the financial community that Paris isn't France and it's not high taxes. It's actually a fantastically welcoming and wonderful place for bankers to operate. So they're well ahead of the curve and making a really sustained huge push on this from the politicians and the business people and the financial world. It's a really big deal for Paris. They see it as a huge opportunity.
1: How well placed do you think they are actually to capitalise on this I know that there probably is some scepticism amongst financiers. You know, you encounter it all the time. They tend to write France off as this land of strikes and high taxes. Do you think they can break through that and get the business?
0: Well,
2: I was talking to the head of JP Morgan in France, and he was making the point that you have these almost kind of non-dom status. You don't actually pay Social Security. As a foreign company hiring someone in France, you don't pay Social Security charges for five years. In the UK, that's 10 years. But still, they say, fine, our social charges are fantastically high. But as a foreign company, in reality, you don't actually pay them. On the other hand, we have a huge financial ecosystem you know, with five of the 20 largest banks in the European Union, big asset management industry, second only to London. Also, they have a lot of corporates. You know, Their line versus Frankfurt is that in Frankfurt, you'll find competitors, you'll find other banks, whereas in Paris, you'll find clients you'll find the big cacao companies. And their other selling point is that it's actually a nice place to be. You know, they're fairly rude about Frankfurt in terms of its style of life. They talk about their opera houses and theatres and restaurants and how actually people want to be in Paris and people don't want to be in Frankfurt by comparison. So I think there are lots of selling points. On the other hand, one senior banker I was talking to who actually went on the record for a piece we're doing tomorrow says that Paris is almost as appealing as Caracas or Havana for big banks because of the high taxes. And it's all PR and long term, the taxes will make it impossible for big financial
1: services groups to move here.
2: So there's a debate in Paris, but I think there are selling points as well.
1: I think they have a decent shot. Just a last question, France, before I turn to James. I mean, you also, however, have a culture and a president who said that he regards finance as the enemy and a kind of intellectual culture that is highly suspicious of high finance.
2: Well, I think that's a key problem in that while Hollande now is pro-business and making pro-finance noises, fundamentally there's very little trust that the next president won't just turn around and legislate the financial services out of existence. It's an easy political target and, as you say, an intellectual and political culture that's fundamentally, at best, ambivalent about finance. So in terms of making long-term decisions to be based here, that's
1: got to make the big international groups think twice. So that then potentially does open the door to Frankfurt, even if uh, it doesn't have quite the uh, City of Light's image of Paris. So, James, and we've heard how Paris is making its pitch. Is Frankfurt setting about it in quite as determined a way?
0: Well, Frankfurt certainly hasn't come out and sort of had conferences on this in the way that Paris has. But I think people here are quietly confident that they have a pretty good shot at winning business from London and are probably likely to sort of step up their activities now that there has actually been a decision. I mean, I guess Frankfurt's pitch would be firstly that, although you may also have competitors here in Frankfurt, as Michael's pointed out, You also have the centre of European supervision for banks and also for the insurance industry. You have the ECB, which as well as setting Eurozone monetary policy, also now supervises the Eurozone's largest banks, which means that it might make sense for those banks to have growing numbers of people here. You have IOPA that does the insurers. And now that it's clear that the European Banking Authority is going to leave London, Frankfurt is relatively confident that that could end up here as well, which would sort of round off their dominance in the supervisory side of things. On top of that, of course, the other big point that people in Frankfurt made is that by being based here, you're at the heart of the Eurozone's strongest and most important economy. You know, the Mittelstand companies or the big German corporates may not be located in Frankfurt, but there's lots of them around Germany. And as Michael says, the climate in France is very different. You know, I'm sure bankers in Frankfurt will be reminding their colleagues in London of Onan's comments about finance being as eminently as they're deciding where they're thinking about moving next. And then finally, perhaps in Frankfurt's favour is, as you've already said, the uh, cost of employing people here, as well as the living costs, are much lower than in places like Paris. I guess if you wanted to highlight the downsides... One issue which is very much up in the air at the moment is the fate of the merger between Deutsche Börse, which is the big stock exchange here in Frankfurt, and its peer in London, the LSE. There's long been a fear in Frankfurt that if that merger were to go through and the headquarters were to be in London, as is currently planned, that that would sort of hollow out Frankfurt as a financial centre. But slightly ironically, it looks like the UK's vote for Brexit has made it's less likely that, one, that the deal will go through, and two, if it does, that the headquarters will be in London, which may enable Frankfurt to dodge that bullet. The second concern for people here is that the German labour law is obviously more onerous for employers than in the UK. However, in comparison with places like Paris, it's clearly still less onerous. And I think that's something that Frankfurt will try and sort of portray very much in that context.
1: I mean, are we perhaps looking too narrowly? What about other financial centres? I mean, Amsterdam or Ireland, both of which, say for the American banks who you know, speak English, might be more attractive locations. What do you think, Michael?
2: Well, the people here in Paris say that clearly they're not going to win all of the business coming from London. And in particular, you know, Luxembourg and Dublin have specialities in back office for hedge funds, for example. And they accept that a lot of that stuff is going to go to Dublin or Luxembourg because these are the niches that they're powerful in. But they think in the main for the kind of broader activities, corporate bond issuance, euro clearing, FX for the big areas, It's really a fight between Paris and Frankfurt. And they're trying to sell themselves against Frankfurt, really, rather than against the smaller ones.
1: Now, James, I mean, we're talking about all this as if it's a fait accompli, as if it's just obvious that all this stuff is going to move out of London. But of course, the Leave campaign said, well, not necessarily, you'll still be able to do a great deal of business from London, and London still has a lot of advantages. And so it's too soon to count London out. What do you think?
0: I think that's definitely true. I think there's various key questions that still need to be settled. I mean, clearly, one big question is what happens to the EU's passporting regime, which currently allows UK-based banks to serve the EU from London. I mean, if that were to go, then that would certainly mean that banks would probably have to decamp to locations within the Eurozone. If Britain manages to strike some sort of deal with the EU that enables that regime to remain in place, however, then it's probably likely that a much smaller amount of business would seep away to the Eurozone. The other question, of course, is about what happens with euro clearing. I mean, Hollande was very clear yesterday that he thinks that this should now be done within the eurozone. It's always been an anomaly that it's been done in London. If he gets his way on that, that would be another reason why business would leave London.
1: But that, Michael, raises the question of how much of this is down to law and regulation. And how much of it is driven by technology? Because again, one of the slogans of the Leave campaign or arguments they made was, look, maybe people will be forced by regulation to move a brass plate. But in the interconnected world of the internet, where a trade is actually done is kind of ambiguous. And so maybe they'll keep most of the jobs in London, even if formally speaking, they're registered somewhere else in Europe.
2: I think it's clear that London is going to remain the financial capital of Europe. I think we're talking about thousands, maybe tens of thousands of jobs rather than the entire sector decamping. Because as you say, there's just a huge amount you can do in London and it's very advantageous. It has the ecosystem with lawyers and all the kind of tech around it. But having said that, I think if you move headquarters, that means moving some jobs, and there's a kind of cascade effect of decision making being taken in European capitals. And I think the feeling is that it's not a wholesale move of all your operations, but it does lead to some real jobs. And I think there's also a feeling that the regulators in the Eurozone won't allow people to just to put a brass plate in Paris or Frankfurt. You will have to deliver a little bit with some economic benefit as well.
1: Will it be a case of where you book profits, which then might also be where you pay tax?
2: Yes, I think that could well be part of it. But in terms of the jobs, I heard one person talk about 30,000 people in London being ready to leave for the continent. A good part of those would go to Paris. And Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, said that passporting was worth £10 billion to the British economy which, again, is an extraordinary figure, which sort of tallies a little bit with the jobs figure. It suggests that it's a material rather than just brass plates. Yes.
1: Yeah, still, on the other hand, we will save £350 million a week that we send to the EU. We'll all go to the NHS. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's marvellous. So finally, James, as well as being Frankfurt correspondent, before that you were in Zurich. Now, the Swiss have a big financial services industry. They're not in the EU. So what does that experience teach you about the possible future for London?
0: Well, as you know, the big Swiss banks have very big operations in London precisely because they can't serve the EU from Zurich. So I think it highlights the difficulties. or well, the fact that there are very real barriers for countries that are outside the EU in, in accessing the single market and probably sort of just underscores the fact that this idea from the Leave campaign that you can opt out of much of European legislation and still access the single market unfettered is an illusion.
1: Well, I actually got upbraided for ending too many World Weekly as well with that gloomy thought we're now going to leave. But that is kind of a gloomy thought. So perhaps we'll have an optimistic end next week. But for now, that's all. Thank you very much indeed to James Schotter in Frankfurt, to Michael Stoddard in Paris. That's it for this week. Until next week. Goodbye.